Hello, I am Trey Ratcliffe, and welcome to my rather unusual podcast I call Walk and Talk with Trey. The show is mostly about creativity and consciousness, but the conversation often delves into other far-flung erudite subjects, and there's plenty of silly stuff to balance all that out. All of these were originally recorded on a 360-degree video camera that shoots in 5.7K. I hold it in front of me while I walk and talk with interesting people. You're now listening to the audio version that is more convenient in many situations, but keep in mind, you can always jump over to YouTube and watch the 361 too. It's fun because you can move the camera all around. If you get tired of watching me blab away, just move the camera around and look at all the beautiful scenery around us. Note that the show is ad-free. If you like it, then I have something fun you can do. I have this members-only section of the blog called the Stuck in Customs Passport. You can get there by going to stuckincustoms.com passport. For just the cost of a few cups of coffee per month, you can support the show and get access to over 100 different videos. These are inspirational videos, how-to videos, and filled with all sorts of mind vitamins. My goal with all these things is to spread consciousness and fun and love around the world. Maybe that sounds silly to you, but I hope it doesn't. Anyway, please come subscribe. I appreciate you. Welcome to part one of another Walk and Talk with Kevin Kelly. You guys may remember him as my intellectual hero. Um, he's known for many things. He founded Wired Magazine, TED speaker, sort of a techno-futurist kind of guy, I guess, and a philosopher. Many best-selling books, just a great guy. So in this one, we are walking along the Camino de Santiago in Spain. We did a little 200-kilometer hike there. And we decided to have a talk about one of his many projects. This is called the 10,000-Year Library. And I'm walking along also here with Aaron Lammer. We have him on another episode and you get to hear all about this. It's a great concept. And uh, check out the links uh, down below on the, uh, on the blog. And I hope you enjoy it. All right, here we go. Cannot get enough of this guy, Kevin Kelly. I would just listen to this guy read me the encyclopedia. Hello, Trey Rackliffe here. Welcome to season 24, episode 15 of Questions for Kevin Kelly on the Camino. Um, how are you today, Kevin? I'm doing great. It's another wonderful, sunny, beautiful, cool day. Oh, here. Much faster. As we meander along at a slow pace, being passed by more avid hikers than us. <laughs> yeah, we're just having a cruisy day here, aren't we? It's good. And over here is my new friend, Aaron. How are you? Hey. We're going to talk on a, another show about everything that you do, all your subscribe, crazy like, podcasts. Subscribe, like. <laughs> <laughs> So, before we talked about the long now, your project of, of time and, and underground clocks and all kinds of wonderful stuff. And then you mentioned another project that I don't know much about, about building libraries in the desert. And this sounds very, very cool. I have visions of, you know, we had another talk about Burning Man. Oh, here's another set of group of people coming right. through. We'll just walk a little slower. Yeah. And check out our other talk about Burning Man and why we think it's kind of cool. And anyway, what, what is this library idea? And is, is it kind of influenced by your time at Burning Man? 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, my very first job as a kid, my first job as a human that I got paid for was working as a page in the library. The page was the, the intern that sort of went down and retrieved uh, old magazines and tidy books and returned books and stuff. There was sort of a grunt work in library, but I loved libraries. Um, by the way, I should have been fired as a page because they would send me down to retrieve like a scientific American from 1950s and I would just never come back. You know, it was like old old stacks of, li- of magazines from, from years ago were like crack to me. It was just like, I, I, I just couldn't. I'd open up one and you'd fall into it and there'd be old advertisements for cement or something it was it was just another world so i i i i, I was a really um, terrible page but i was uh, a, avid library fan and um one of the things that we've been thinking about in recent times is the difficulty of having a library because we're moving to digital and digital things actually in theory should last forever but they don't because the substrate the the substance that they're putting on keeps being obsolete, and so um, we've been thinking about how do you have a library in the future? What does a library look like? What does it mean? Um, and um, how can we be certain to preserve the kind of information that we want to preserve for long times? Whether it's dark times or just even making it accessible to people, ordinary people, over long term. How do we how do we do that? So we've been thinking, and I say we, the Longnell Foundation, has been thinking about how we can make long-term libraries. And um, we have lots of different ideas, and the most radical idea for a really long-term library, like, you know, thousands of years or more, is that you encode information into living organisms like DNA and have them self-reproduce because that just kind of automatically keeps going and going and going. You don't have to do very much. Uh, and, the, and the kind of science fiction scenario of that is this sort of this monastery, ancient monastery, maybe had a library in it, and people come to visit it, and they, there's a pond in the back, and in the pond scum is all the books of the library. They've been encoded into the DNA of the pond scum, and it's just replicating there forever. That's a kind of a library we've been thinking about, but you know that's not really possible. But we're trying to make right now different kinds of libraries. So we have some property at the top of a mountain in Nevada where we might build one of the clocks, but it's a very special one because it's a piece of property that's completely surrounded, 360, by a national park. And um, it's at the top of a mountain where there's bristlecone pines. So. I, I made a first prototype of a library that I want to last for 10,000 years, and it won't, but I want it to collect in the same area many other libraries designed by other people with their version of what they would like to have a 10,000-year library be like, and we'll accumulate many different versions of that, and some people will be very, very selective, and others want to be very inclusive, and Others might be more uh, idiosyncratic, and 
the purpose of these libraries will also be different, what they're trying to accomplish. But the idea is we can have multiple li long-term libraries and we're trying to gather them in one place. And um, that might even inspire other long-term libraries as well. And what, uh, are there any limits on what you could put into your library? Picturing not just normal books, but tech and... Right, as I said, yeah. some people's idea of a library would just be about text and books, maybe the best books of the uh -huh. civilization, maybe the best books for how to restart civilization. That's one of the things. So we, we have a proto version of a library for long term that's called the Manual of Civilization. It's in the interval, which is a bar in Fort Mason, San Francisco. And one of the aspects of this manual civilization is we've collected as many books that tell you how to restart the infrastructure of civilization. Like it teaches you how to weld, teaches you how to make iron. We have a book on learning how to make paper. We've got a book on um, trying to uh, teach how you weave. And so that library's purpose is to have a depository somewhere where if there was a dark age of some sort you would have the information and you kind of could get up to speed a lot faster by having access to this kind of information and other people might have a library uh -huh. that where there's video in it and other high uh, that required more technological devices to access records please records music, yeah. music so forth and can anybody um, go build their own library? Maybe they don't put their name on it. They give they give it a name, maybe in an anonymous right. way. Yeah. Is there going to be an uh, approval yes. committee as to in, who, in, who can in, do it? In the beginning, I'm going to leave it completely open. It's like here's the coordinates. Uh huh. If you have a li ten, ten thousand year library, and you can manage to move it up to the top of this twelve thousand foot mountain that has no facilities, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's put it there, and. Um, There'll be coordinates about where to put it. Um, you know, maybe over time there'll be too many and we'll have to have that, but in the beginning, this is a crowdsourced, bottom-up, you know, give us your library. Right and, on. And the first library there, which has been there, I just, just put up, is basically it's a flash drive that has the Gutenberg Project scan of books that are in the public domain right and I forget how many books there are but you know there maybe I think there's like uh, I don't know I'm gonna say 8,000 books or something that have the text in ASCII very simple mm -hmm. text files and they're sewn on a flash drive and it's inside a waterproof container that you can open up very easily it's painted yellow and it's trained it's chained to a bristlecone pine and that library it gets you know it gets three meters of snow during the winter that library might last 50 years. I don't know. Who knows? It's not going to last 10,000 years. But next year, mm -hmm. I'm going to put up a better one. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that one maybe lasts a little bit longer. I have a little bit more thought into it. And did you enclose... So you've got this cube. Is it just sitting there on top of the mountain? Or did you build a little like shrine around no, it? No, no. It's, 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 it's actually cylindrical. Uh -huh. It's painted yellow. There's no... There's no shelter right now it's waterproof uh -huh. but um yeah it's pretty 
it's pretty crappy. <laughs> it's not very sophisticated, but it's version one. So the idea is that you can't make the perfect library, but you can kind of iterate your way to it. And I think you need multiple versions of it, as many different people thinking about what their library of the future should be. And there are some that will, you know, maybe there's someone who puts in, uh, you know, a CD-ROM drive, or maybe it's someone who has a video player, or maybe they're video files, who knows? Everybody will have a slightly different idea or prediction what they imagine people will want to have in 100 years. They'll all be wrong. Mm, right. Well, any kind of prediction about 100 years is going to be wrong. But, you know, with enough, with enough wrong answers, you might get a few that are close to what will actually happen. Right on. This is a fun project. Is this, is this something that just pops out of the Kevin Kelly brain one morning when you're having your morning tea or having <laughs> no you know there's there's there, librarians have been thinking about this and this is you know this is not nothing new for them we're, we're actually just trying to manifest some ideas that librarians have had for a real long time I the one maybe unique idea that I brought to it is I have this idea of a forever library so let me tell you what a forever book is first all right so this is something that I came up with. A forever book is a book, a physical book made of paper, that tells you how to make a paper book. So, the in, okay. so you open up this book and there's instructions on how to make paper, how to make ink, how to make type, how to put it together, and how to print a book. And that's so. That's stage one. Stage two is a book that is actually printed using that method. So the book you see has been printed in the same way that the instructions say. And, and, and stage three is a book that has been made by a person who's only read those instructions. So it's a self-replicating book. If you get the book, right. then you have instructions. And, and so. For a self-replicating forever book to be viable, it actually has to it actually has to exist as kind of a third generation. If you can make a third generation of the book that's been made using the instructions, then that has been proved that it can self-replicate over time. So you have this book that is telling you how to make another copy of itself. Now, that's for a book, but if you what you really want is have a self-replicating library of media, music, video, that's going to tell you actually how to make music and video in a, in a replicating way. You know, it's the, it, tell, it will tell you how to make a phonograph. It will tell you how to make um, a CD player. And in theory, what you, have, you should be able to have enough information from that to actually make a CD player that can play the CD of itself. And so if you can have, if you can do that with a library with multimedia that has enough explicit information to tell you how to create the library that has all this information that can replicate itself, that's the forever library. Fantastic. I want to, I want to build a library. Do you, Aaron? I would love to build a library. I was, um, the whole time Kevin's been talking, I, I've been thinking about all the ways that my conception of a library differs from his. And I realized that's probably the intention of all yes, this, to make right. us think about how we would design a library. Right. So yes, I def 
definitely want. So to tell me about yeah. the kind of a, li a long-term library, a 10,000-year library that you would make. What would, what well, would you I, imagine being inside of it, and what would it look like? I think I would focus less on like building things like like a CD player or sort of the uh, how-to elements. And uh, I think for me, the a thousand-year library, because it, it's inherently a subjective thing. Like when you say sure. the great books or the best books, I feel like we just like call to mind the entire history of humanity right there, right, and we right. say like, well, how do we know what the best books are? Sure, sure. Um, I think I would design my library to be my tomb a little mm -hmm. bit. It would be. It would be a, a picture of me and what I thought was important, I guess, w which is what Kevin's is like, too. Like, we're, in some ways, memorializing ourselves and our civilization sure. here. Yeah. And uh, I think I would push towards the idiosyncratic rather than uh -huh. the universal. And I would right. say, this, is, this, is, this was Aaron Lammer. He yeah. loved Van Morrison's Astral Weeks. Right. That's why it is included here. So you would just yeah. make a list of things that you liked? I think I think I would include them as whatever I agree with the idea of as permanent as possible media. Uh -huh. Mine would be more of like a mixtape of my media and less of an encyclopedic. So, so you'd actually be on tape. You'd actually have it like on a cassette tape. I unfortunately I have not thought about this before, okay. but uh, yeah, I think I would. I think I would pick whatever. There's something about the USB thumb drive right now where it feels like if there's one thing that might still turn on uh -huh. in the future it feels to me like usb yeah. so for some reason i think i'd go usb which is probably the silliest idea well, possible no that's that's what mine is mine okay has, yours is usb a, also a usb yeah. flash drive right yeah. yeah so um i don't think that's silly at all i think that's a, i mean I, I i think it's like even if it's not like common use there will probably be enough people who could access it you know in a retro way yeah the vintage folks which is probably somewhere a usb drive reader that would exist right and then i think i would also maybe try to abstract even further on the music and say here's a, on a usb drive you probably can't use this we use the 12 tone musical notation <laughs> here's the hertz rate right. for each of the notes here are the notes in this song you can get a pretty good idea if you can right. figure that out right Right. Here's a melody. Here's a melody I liked. I was thinking the same thing when you brought it up a few days ago. Like, what kind of library would I build? And I also came to this somewhat grim conclusion of a mausoleum. Yes. That it would be... I was thinking that it would be kind of like a... Um, like a, a cabin. You know, like Jacob's uh -huh. Cabin from Lost. But a cozy kind of visceral real uh -huh. cabin because we're obviously going into a super techno future right that uh, where we might lose touch with these kinds of things right and so just like you love the real written book uh -huh. you know you like the feel of leather and that kind of stuff right, right. i would probably try to recreate that do you want some ice cream yeah i certainly do all right pause <laughs> we'll come right back after this much needed Chocolate ice cream? Yes. I can assume. I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. Rural, this would appear to be an illusion to me if I encountered it most places. It is.